When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where every conversation... You are listening to Character Study. The Character Study. You are listening to Character Study. You are listening to Character Study. You're listening to Character Study. You're listening to Character Study. What's up, everybody? It is Kyle. Uh, This is Character Study. This is a Never Seen It podcast. It's not Never Seen It, but I'm dropping it here on the feed. This is Character Study. It is a comedian's pick, TV show characters' favorite things. And today I am debating with some friends, Succession characters' favorite movies. You know, I, I, we dropped one of these on the feed before just as a little bonus thing, but, but I have this plan now. I'm going to drop this in here, and I would like to utilize the feed for, for more, th- rather than start a whole new podcast... I don't know if I can really get it going every day. I'm going to put, I think it's going to be fun. Maybe four Never Seen It episodes a month, and then one of these cool other things sprinkled in there. I hope you you like that as well. I think it's very fun. I think it's in the same vein as the podcast as well, and so I think you're really going to like this. Uh, Yeah, this is, like I said, this is character study. So I'm here with Bailey Norton and Diego McCafferty, and we debate Succession characters' favorite movies. It's a lot of fun. I just keep saying the same thing. I, I'm running this feed all on my own now. I got the studio set up all on my own now and and really trying to figure it out and, and do what I think is some cool stuff now that I have a little more freedom within it all as well. And I think you're going to like this. And, you know, we got more stuff. I got my Patreon make laugh and things like that. Uh, Patreon.com slash never seen it. That is there. Got a bunch of merch. Just a bunch of merch over at KyleAyers.com. You can get that as well. Uh, but I'm feeling good. I'm here recording in the new studio. Um, oh, I do want to say this. If you are in Akron, Ohio area, I'm going to be doing some comedy at the Rubber City Comedy Festival. And that is, that is you know, I'm there Saturday, May 6th. So so I got a couple shows. I have a bow straddle at 5 p.m., which is a comedic compliment contest. Head-to-head niceness. And then at 9.30 p.m., I'm headlining the festival. That is the Rubber City Comedy Festival in Akron, Ohio, Saturday, May 6th. Really just only doing those, and I, it's it's, it's going to be fun. So check that out, RubberCityComedyFestival.com. And if you're in Los Angeles, I'm running another movie trivia night at the Secret Movie Club. We did one already. It's called Movie Trivia Sorta. So it's it it's a lot of trivia questions, but then I throw a bunch of never seen it stuff in there. We played some video visual games, we did some before and afters, uh, and then we do some subjective questions. And I think some of my subjective questions from the last one were like, "What is Jared Leto's email password? Who is an author you would we would all like to see get miseried? Things like that." And we have a lot of fun. And I have a special guest come out and judge with us. That is May twenty second. It is a Monday. Is at 7.30 p.m. at Secret Movie Club, secretmovieclub.com. That's kind of all I got on the docket right now. Secret Movie Club in L.A. for trivia, and then Rubber City Comedy Festival in Akron pretty soon. Potentially tomorrow, whenever you get around to listening to this. I don't know. Thank you for listening. God, this is long, but I got dates to plug, and that felt nice. Enjoy character study and and the, the breadth of the new Never Seen It show podcast sprawl here on the feed uh please enjoy this thank you <laughs> i haven't uh really introduced this because even the only time I, I dropped that one episode it was sort of like just a, a accidental bonus mm. was that was that parks and rec with mike rosa uh the office maybe yeah one of those one of those anyways this is uh hey this is character study this is the podcast where we pick your favorite TV show characters' favorite things. Today we're going to be picking the favorite movies, mm. in our opinion, of the characters on Succession. And then I will post everyone's picks, and you get to pick who picked the winner's picks. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, this so, is falling apart. So, uh, 
So it's a creative exercise that is also a competition that yeah. I, that who, I didn't know about until just who, now. Oh, well, wow. well, I mean, what's the com- you know how many people could possibly be on the subreddit for this podcast? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, that is reddit.com slash never seen it. Could you believe it was still available? Wow! I like ju- it just got made. And that was still available. It just got made? Right now during this podcast. <laughs> I'm typing it in right now. Amazing. We are going to uh, pick, you know, what we think the favorite movies of Succession characters. I think it's a fun thought exercise. I tried to look it up to see if any of them had said, this is my favorite movie. Because that's the problem with, like, we talked about Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. A lot of the characters at some point say, my favorite movie is this. Yeah. So it's hard to pick around that. I yeah. Think like a, um, Sign of a well-written show. When characters just say how they feel about things. Turn to the camera yeah. and say, the, the, the film that defines my character is Steak, Bacon, the War. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever Tom said. Um, so let's, okay, so I'm here uh, with Bailey Norton. Thanks for being here, Hello, Bailey. thanks for having me. Here with Diego McCafferty as well. You're... <laughs> Do we mute that? Uh, we're going to go through, and like we're going to pick it. We'll make a little graphic. We'll see who's first. I'm going to drop this. This is this is the first one. These This is going on the main Never Seen It feed. I think this is fun to fill in there. I started thinking about now that the show is like like independent, I'm not on a network. I don't have like the network parameters or studio or anything. I'm just going to – I could use this feed for other fun things. Oh, Instead yeah. of like making a new podcast and promoting it up top on – being like, if you like this, go Google another mm-hmm. thing. No one wants – this is just going to drop – I'll make new art probably. I won't. I'll make a new theme song. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> but I'll do it. We'll just leave. It's, the new art will probably be mostly the title. Um, and the good thing now is that you don't have any time constraints. So we can just talk on and on and on. That's true. I'm not ramble a, incoherently. Yeah, yeah. We I'm don't not. even have to get to this bit. We could just like chat about our days. Totally. Sure. This is the first podcast in the history podcast where it's just kind of a few <laughs> funny people recapping what's happened recently. You guys see this? In the news? <laughs> this is Jaywalking. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is where I go down Hollywood Boulevard and ask people tough questions and then make people who are nervous in front of a camera look stupid. I love it. That's brave. <laughs> Bailey, how'd you feel about this assignment? Um, rushed. Mm. What about you? Thrown together at the last second. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to do a good job. I-, I-, I told Kyle this last night. I'm not a morning writer. I know people are morning I'm not writers. Either. I'm a night writer. Same. Uh, like <laughs> 4 p.m. or later. Yeah. I just almost made a joke. Turn to Aristotle. He did a motion like, don't say that. And I was like, that's correct. <laughs> he was in your head editing. So I, I didn't quite finish. Editing. And then hey. I just I just had dreams about succession characters <laughs> watching movies all night, which is a horrible way to spend, <laughs> let's be honest, four and a half uh, uh, hours. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a nightmare. Coming from someone who has nightmares every night, that sounds terrible. <laughs> like that sounds like a really painful experience. Did you take it's anything great. from what you saw them watching and write that down? That I should just finish my assignments before I go to sleep. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I thought you like woke up from your dream and you're like, ah, oh, I saw Roman watching this in my dream. <laughs> it's 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 so pathetic when you have a dream about like just media, just about like television yes. or yes. cartoons or podcasts. It makes it feel like yes. they won without even defining they. Exactly. They won. Exactly. Uh, you've you've co-opted my own mm-hmm. imagination. I can't even think new thoughts right now. You just don't want to feel like too corporate. But that makes you feel like very much. Anyways, this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Athletic Green. It's not. I think it would be fun to just say you're sponsored by stuff and see if the companies come at you. This episode sponsored by Disney. Everything said on this podcast is legally agreed upon by and endorsed by Disney and Walt Disney the head. They've got other stuff they're worried nah. about right now. You know what's crazy attention. is I don't think they do. <laughs> I think they have time. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Bob Iger. <laughs> the human being and homeowner, I assume, but his second description is homeowner. At this point, that's a bigger flex than CEO of Disney. That's how I want to be described when I die. <laughs> homeowner. homeowner. A home renter. Apartment <laughs> renter. This is former tenant. Dead. Dead Ego McCafferty. The, we say former tenant, but then we have to combine your name and dead to save time. Well, who can be bothered? We should say, uh, this should be very obvious, but I'm going to say there will probably be succession spoilers right. during this for all the way up to wherever the show is when you mm. listen. Right. Uh, even the most recent last week's episode. Should we, at a minimum, say where where we are temporally in the show? Yes, this has been recorded, what, four episodes into season three, the yeah. final season? Correct. Season four, the final season? Yes. Yeah. So we're four, S4E4 in, um, spoilers beginning now. 
one full episode since Logan died. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. we are, like I said, that fourth episode just happened where everyone gathered to mock Carrie. Yes. So, um, An incredible. who we didn't even include on our list because let's be honest, she's on the subway back to her little apartment. <laughs> <laughs> In a taxi. In a taxi to the, to subway, the subway. To her little That's apartment. That's so sad. You, everyone makes fun of that. I've done that. <laughs> when I, I guess I was sad then. You've, like, you've, everyone called that thing sad, but I've had it your when man, I was poor and sad. You've had your man Colin take a woman away from your place. <laughs> That's, well, his name's not Texton. Hey, Kyle. And that's, that's our biggest spoiler, is that Colin's name is not Texton. We also didn't do Colin's movie, um, which I think maybe could have been fun. I'm, he's probably the biggest I'm, omission that I, 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 I I'm regret. confused by the Colin worship on the internet. I, underst- I, I sort of understand that he's an interesting character, but he is the body man for mm-hmm. objectively the show's... <laughs> Only and main villain. Like yeah. he's sure. he, he the guy who covers up an accidental homicide and has no qualms about it. But the second, uh, uh, spoiler alert, Logan dies and we get that shot of Colin like looking forlorn into the middle yeah. distance like a, a, a It'll End in Tears album. Uh, uh, it, everyone just did a, a complete 180. What'll happen to Colin? Like he's a, like he's like a dog with no home anymore. <laughs> you know what happened to Colin? He'll get a $5 million watch. Yeah, or he's a fictional character, so nothing will happen. Right, to him. he'll be oh, fine. Shit. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I like when Logan tells or Colin that Colin is his best friend, and Colin is just like, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that if I tell someone they're my best friend and they say, thank you, sir, I'm lying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're not allowed to leave where I'm telling them that without losing their job, I might be stretching the truth a little bit. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean we've done some spoilers, but we no like, Colin, no Carrie, no any, Colin, ad, no Carrie. Any other notable omissions? Um, uh, no Marsha. Mm. Mm. I need mm. everyone who. Um, no Stewie. No, no Stewie. Stewie. Love Stewie. Yeah. No Sandy or Sandy. Sandy's uh, favorite movie now, Did old you're... Sandy. <laughs> um, just parts of Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> old Sandy. <laughs> I think that the most maybe the most accurate thing in the show is people refusing to not name a kid after themselves when they're rich. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or lots of the other parts. I don't know. Cars have driving around is have, pretty realistic. Have you have you thought have you heard or seen that the thing that Kendall's uh, initials are uh Kendall Logan Roy, K L R, killer, the killer that his father always wanted him to be. Ooh. Oh my Folks, god. I'm and you know Roman's saying. middle name is Arthur <laughs> Rar, a type of video file that needs yeah. to be unpackaged, like his sexuality. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he needs this. Can't thump you, Kyle. <laughs> so, isn't Roman uh, compressed oh, file? <laughs> needs to be unzipped. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Shiv's middle name was Logan, she'd be a type of camera. Mm. Like I said, this is the worst podcast subset of the worst podcast that's ever happened. I don't actually get that one. SLR? She'd be an SLR? Oh. Can you make that like into a, a little sound? That You're you going, push? Oh, oh. <laughs> this is called harmonizing fake getting it. <laughs> okay, so so let's go over who we who we are going to talk about today, and probably in some sort of like reverse order, uh, from from I would say least to most impactful character. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, we got Carl Muller, Frank Vernon, Jerry Kelman, cousin Greg Hirsch. Tom Wamsgans, Willa Freyer. How would you pronounce that? Willa. She doesn't. F E. It's Ferreira. Ferreira. A character who does not deserve a last name. Ferreira. Yeah. Connor, Roman, Shiv, Kendall, and Logan Roy to end it all there at the end. Yeah. So we we are going to do Roman, the oldest son, and Connor, the oldest son. And so. I guess we'll, we'll kind of. I think that's a good way to work back. Don't you think? Build yeah. up to the big man and go from there. Yeah. If you don't end, you have to end in Logan, right? You have to work mm-hmm. your way up to Logan. Yes. Um, that's what the show is. And then about, just above Diego. Logan, uh, the the nurse giving him compressions outside the airplane bathroom. <laughs> yeah, giving the, giving uh, 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 Brian Cox's body double. Uh, I mean, it was probably just fake, right? Shout out to that guy. That's his bot. That's his stunt double him. to get no, chest compressions. I, I think it was actually him. He, You're not getting Brian Cox on set. <laughs> to no, lie he did down. say he showed up for that he one did. thing. He was in, in like a, no way. Yeah. I don't believe it. 
like a voyage. I don't know. You don't think of... he, they'd be like, we need you for one day. And he's like, hey, is uh, um, is Jeremy there? And they say, no, you lay down and sleep. And he's like, I'll be there. <laughs> this, I don't need, you don't even have to pay me. <laughs> All right, here we Just go. Humming so, the McDonald's song and in his sleep. Uh, we'll go first. Let's go first with Carl Muller. Carl, uh, half of who, Frank and Carl, mm-hmm. who is a good serial. Half of Frank and Carl, Barry, um, didn't work. Cut that part, thank you. Uh, we do live <laughs> oh. edits here. <laughs> I play the sound of a <laughs> So, Carl, how would we describe Carl? Uh, uh, 60s, late 60s, probably mid 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, that age where it could have retired anywhere else, but here still has to work. And he's trying to get his bag. I believe the actor is 74. Wow. wow. And looking fantastic. Yeah. I don't know his name. I know he's a Broadway actor. He also was about to be are. in oh. uh, some movie we saw a trailer for. Which one? Um, I don't know. I was like, is that Carl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that, but I don't that's remember the, the that's movie. That's what <laughs> jogged it in your mind. I don't remember the movie at all. I <laughs> it's like when I spent the whole Carl? Mario movie going, is that Mario? That's from Mario. <laughs> um <laughs> It's good for him. Yeah. I hope his career is who blows up more than anyone else from Succession. Is they're just like, Carl really winds down fatherly Jack Nicholson roles from here on out. <laughs> Everyone else falls off a cliff. You never Huge see from cliff. them again. Ever again. It was the Italian movie. There's oh, that's right. Of... Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco and yeah. Robert De Niro are in a movie about being Italian. And, and uh, Carl. The guy who plays Carl is the... It's, it's just basically meet the parents. Yeah. But with Carl from And Succession. Carl is the new family that he meets that aren't Italian, so it's hilarious. <laughs> it looked fine. It looked fine. It looked um, exactly fine. <laughs> um, it was called Meatball the Parents. It was the Italian Meet the Parents. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a Mia Sebastian Maniscalco. Okay, so Carl mm-hmm. Muller. Yes. Yeah. Um, famously of the Muller Report. Uh, we'll, we'll rotate who goes first. I'll go first on this one. Based on age, based on what I think he likes, big business guy, thinks he's funny, kind of quick. I picked Dr. Strangelove for him. I think he likes a movie where a boss is injured, and I think he likes uh, <laughs> a movie that's funny. And I think a lot of these people haven't seen a lot of movies in a while. That is for sure. So yeah. I, I, I kind yeah. of, everyone's movies were kind of around the same age for me when okay. they picked their favorite movie. 70 years ago. So <laughs> Carl's favorite movie is The Train Coming at the Screen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's the it's the uh, the barn the bar the front facade of a barn falling over falling Charlie over. Chaplin. It's <laughs> <laughs> on a loop, but he thinks it's going to hit every time. Mm-hmm. Carl is yet to see a movie without a piano player at it, uh, <laughs> and this is his. But I, I picked Doctor Strange because I think, to me, he probably isn't super pretentious, and I think that was a fairly successful. Sort of like comedy, big picture type of thing. So I went with Doctor Strange. Love. I don't have a ton of other justification. He was my toughest one to come up with one. Mm. That was a hard one for me to crack. Yeah, hard enough for me to crack. Yeah. Um. All right, Diego. Who do you have for Carl? So, in my recollection, Carl is a disgusting pervert. Uh. Th- th- there's several comments in the show. I think about his pro- proclivities with uh, women, women's of the night. Oh yeah, really? that's right. Yeah, they do keep saying he's cheating on his wife with prostitutes every time yeah, they go. Yeah, even in like, oh. yeah, every time they go somewhere. You're right. Yeah. So uh, for all of these characters, I came up with like a serious answer, and then what I I wrote as a joke answer. They're not jokes. There's no joke in there. There's nothing yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. It's just so an you option. could say Carl is a doctor of strange love. That's right. That's okay. exa- <laughs> I actually wrote exactly that. Uh, no, I, I I gave him Lolita, the Kubrick movie. Lolita. Okay. Some we of, both picked Kubrick movies. That's great. Some of these are excuses for me to talk about <clears throat> movies I really like because yeah, I yeah. do <laughs> I do remember that this is theoretically a film podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, the RSS feed says sure. that. <laughs> but I also I threw in there American Beauty and uh, Nine and a Half Weeks that. Pervo, Ricky, Mickey Rourke American movie. Beauty is good. I do like the idea that Carl yeah. only watches the middle third of American Beauty. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just the good stuff. So we'll, but we'll, you're gonna land with Lolita as your submission for that one. Yeah, Lolita. Okay. All right, Bailey. I like that. Um, I really see Carl as a pussy ass bitch. Um, I think he's a little bit of a, a power grabber. Uh, but I don't think he's very brave. I think he's like a big coward, but I think he sees himself as like a lot more powerful than he actually is. Okay. Mm. So I think his favorite movie is There Will Be Blood because he wants to be mm. Daniel Plain Plainview, but he's actually Paul Dano. Mm. Or the weird brother that yeah. just is in it for one scene. Yeah, yeah. But really more the-, the More Paul Dano. More Paul Dano yeah. because, I don't know, 
he's just like sort of sniveling. Yeah, I, and... I watched There Will Be Blood with Carl. He asked if he could sit on the bowling pin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's answer. a good pick too. That's an incredible If answer. that movie had come out in 1975, I would 100% say that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Although I think Carl probably were, like has the most free time of maybe anyone on this list. Oh, yeah. I don't think Carl does much. I think he just is a little scavenger. At this point, he's just saying, I want my golden parachute. I mm-hmm. want money forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's just like saying it, outwardly saying that. Sort of a theme I, I picked up on while while trying to complete this is, especially with that C-suite of people, you know, the Frank Carl Jerry's. hats. Mm-hmm. What do they want, right? Like, mm-hmm. as characters, what do they want? Right. They've sort of achieved everything they, they right. ever have set out for, and yet they, f- they find themselves completely incapable of like off ramping at any point. I would imagine now they want some sort of financial or uh, career stability for the end for them. Like Logan was what was for sure keeping them around. He like he couldn't even completely get rid of Frank, who he fired fifty times. Fifty times, yeah. So I think at this point they feel threatened by the kids who would just be like, get the fuck out of here, like yeah. that sort of thing. At least they love Hugo. Who I guess Hugo we didn't pick. Oh, I forgot um, about Hugo. Is there a movie where someone's head is way too big for their body? Because that's what I would have done for Hugo. <laughs> Shout out Fisher Stevens. I really can we are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah. I really ride hard for Fisher Stevens. Yeah. I would pick <laughs> I would pick a, uh, the stop motion Pinocchio for him. <laughs> Um, okay, so we landed on, we got, uh, There Will Be Blood, Doctor Strangelove, and Lolita. That is, a summation of that is Carl. Mm-hmm. I think that the middle of our Venn diagram really did a good job there. Uh, all right, moving on. Diego, Frank Vernon. Yeah, th- this one came to me sort of naturally. Uh, Frank might be the only, I don't want to say moral center of the show, but he seems the least morally damaged of all the characters. And I really found myself thinking that Frank would take to the film It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. I think it's about a banker, a capitalist, who fundamentally has a good heart, who is right. struggling with mm-hmm. uh, sort of his place in the world and whether what whether anything he does matters. Mm. And I think that character of Frank has sort of like ridden that line between being part of this disgusting corporation and also feeling like a father figure to to Kendall. And Almost like borderline, not even a father figure, the father to the, Kendall. Yeah, the, the like the person who actually has actual, the way that this is like what you were in the sport, the way he talked to Kendall in the last episode was like the, the way him and I guess Stewie talked to Kendall in the last episode was like the only honest human conversations mm-hmm. I've seen any of like the top ends have. Yes. They yes. have a hard time dealing with their emotions, frankly. I assume yeah, Frank, Frank just lied to Kendall completely and told Kendall what he needed to hear to like function as a human being in the immediate and for the rest of his life. Which again goes to that that father thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like just trying to protect him from whatever those emotions would be. I also, as a backup, I picked uh, the film Paper Moon, which I think has has those similar themes of sort of stewardship of someone who's a little bit broken, while you yourself are a little bit broken. And it's a fantastic movie. Okay, who doesn't like Paper Moon? What kind of sick pervert doesn't like Paper Moon? Carl, <laughs> right to me. <laughs> Carl, that's All right. right. Uh, Frank, comma Bailey. Um, okay, so I, I also think of Frank as, like, a dad and also just sort of divorced a little bit from from the the work. Like, I think he, he's had to walk away so many times that he's just sort of, like, whatever and, like, probably wants them to escape. And, like, one of my dad's favorite movies is Raiders of the Lost Ark, which Ooh, is what mm-hmm. I picked for, for Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't give away my pick for Logan, but there's, like, a tie to the movie I picked for Logan with Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's okay. called a teaser. <laughs> Ay, uh, okay. For Frank, I picked Ken Burns' The Vietnam War. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so This tempted. is a seven-hour documentary on the <laughs> Vietnam War. My uh, uh, runner-up, if you will, was Ken Burns' Baseball. Okay. But I feel like this is a documentary, man. And Ken Mm. Burns' The Vietnam War is almost a satirical documentary in its length and information amount. It's like the it's the example of a long documentary. You can and these this age people are fascinated with wars they didn't fight in. You can picture uh, uh, Frank with like a tumbler of whiskey in one hand, just sort of like (laughs) like late at night watching some old Ken Burns docs, enjoying them. I picture him watching Ken Burns' The Vietnam War and like giving the troops advice. He's like, well, yeah, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna ambush you, <laughs> like that sort of thing. I just think that's the age of people obsessed with those wars. 
that's the you know whether it's World War II or the Vietnam War, depending on their age. I think uh, he is kind of maybe just just on the underside of like Vietnam serving age. Mm-hmm. Um, could have just missed the war. Could have had flat feet or something like that and not been there. Um, so I feel like that could be a very much like I, if I was there. Because Logan missed the war, right? Is this where, where this might be too deep? I, I have this. I don't know. Vague it, does it sense that if he, he might have missed? He the could war. have been just on the underside of it as yeah. well, or like. By the time he would have been, it wasn't a all overdraft. Or he's just rich at that yeah. point. No, he wasn't yet at that no. point. But you know what I mean. Um, I feel like at that point, maybe not everyone was going. It wasn't as easy to get drafted. So um, It was just harder to fight wars than those days. Right. You know, you really had <laughs> Even to though they it. all mattered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's what I went with was uh, Ken Burns, the Vietnam War. All right. Uh, moving on to Jerry. Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. Bailey, who do you, what do you think Jerry Kelman's favorite movie is? Um, I went pretty basic on this one. I think her favorite movie was Legally Blonde when she was still watching movies. This is um, Jerry Erasure, and I won't stand for it. Wait a second <laughs> okay. now. Jerry is a lawyer, which I Googled it. I said, is Jerry a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> and the fun part about is TV is you didn't counsel. have to Google anything else, and it knew you meant from the television I didn't even show. spell Jerry right. I, and <laughs> is fuck Jerry a lawyer? <laughs> and there were just like every Google answer is yes. All Jerry's are lawyers. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Jerry is a lawyer, but all his evidence is just evidence <laughs> from other cases that he keeps bringing in. This guy really specializes in copyright infringement. I don't think Jerry watches Legally Blonde with so much as a smile on her face, but I do think there's a part of her that's like, yeah, like Elle Woods is cute. It was cute sure. how she tried to go to law school. Jerry's blonde. Um, yeah, I don't. That's that's my pick. Legally okay. Blonde. I uh, also went pretty basic with Jerry. I went with Wall Street. Sure. I think that she really likes Wall Street. I think she sees herself in in just sort of power grabbing. She's always very much been in what is in her immediate best interest. And always her immediate and long-term best interest has been backing Logan. She's very transparent about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is okay with transparently bad people power grabbing and being one of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she ever watched the new one. I don't think she watched movies anymore. No, um, since the towers fell, and so I think, uh, <laughs> which I don't think she says it like that. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that's true. That wasn't the day she made the, the last movie she saw was Spider Man before they edited yeah. out the scene. Um, Only the trailer over and over again. <laughs> with Hero by Nickelback. Uh, so I, I went with Wall Street. It felt like maybe my most basic pick. I had a tough time with her, but I just think I don't know. It's such a sort of iconic people in that movie at that time for when I think she was, you know, watching these sorts of things to get herself ready, like thinking about board meetings, thinking about like she's climbing the ladder at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I went a little, I would, went a little left to center with Jerry. Uh, joke answer, they're graduate. Come on, folks. Mm-hmm. We had to do it. Mm-hmm. We had to do it. We had like to, it could apply to someone mm-hmm. else even more. Yeah, we had to mention it, right? Logan. <laughs> uh, there's a film... 
called Last Year at Marion Bad, which is so... That's what I almost put. <laughs> it's so esoteric and impossible to follow. It's one of those like Criterion collection films where you're like, I'm going to try to become a smarter person today. And then you watch it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like, I guess I'm stupid. I don't get <laughs> it. must have hit my ceiling. It's, it's a really beautiful film that's sort of... Uh, looping and ethereal and it's very uh, difficult to discern what's happening but it's essentially about people who are trapped in a situation and don't necessarily make the decision to get out Mm. of it at any point in this beautiful palatial like glass uh, uh, cathedral that they're in Mm -hmm. and I find Jerry's situation again I think I mentioned this earlier I don't I've never gotten a sense over the four seasons that we've watched of this character of like what she wants. And I don't know if you asked the character if she could tell you whether she wants to be in or out or like mm-hmm. seeking power or just riding power. It's all just sort of this trippy wave of staying in the game, just like staying floating I have always on thought with mm-hmm. Jerry, it might we may intentionally know so much less about her because she's not allowed to show the if she showed the amount of personality Carl does she'd get fired. If she almost got fired for someone else showing personality to her in a text message. Absolutely. If she got if she was like Carl and Frank or like Tom or Greg and just sort of like being who she probably is as a human, she probably got fired. Yeah. She, she even has that boyfriend character who's like, yeah. he's, he's so barely mentionable that as soon as he's on screen and Roman shows up, he just like, he's like, he I'm out of here, bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Those feel like, those pretty good. So you'll have to, so what was the name of your one you picked? Last year at Marion Bad. Mm. It's really good. <laughs> okay. Moving on. We're going to go with Cousin Greg, Greg Hirsch. Um, I, I'll, I'll I mean, I think here. I nailed this one. I'm not. This actually might be the one I'm least sure about, but I feel like Greg doesn't have a lot of uh, uh, cho- like personality of his own. He's he's very much. Just, I picked Anchorman. I just oh, picked Anchorman. Sure. Did you write Anchorman? Stop. <laughs> you said you think you nailed it. I said I have no idea, and we picked the same we movie. We both picked Anchorman, um, The Legend of Ron wow. Burgundy. <laughs> I just feel like this motherfucker quotes other people all the time. Absolutely. He quotes what Tom says. Whatever, like, the most in... <laughs> this is Anchorman. If he was 10 years older, he'd be one of those guys who's constantly doing Austin Powers impressions. Right. There's no yeah, world... Yeah, Shagadelic yeah. and stuff like I that. I think Greg might still buy milk for the joke. <laughs> Just to say it was a bad choice. <laughs> I think it's got to be Anchorman. Um, yeah, he's he's devoid of personality. He, right. And look, yeah. Anchorman's hilarious. It's great. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's no great. one's saying Anchorman not funny. No. But no say Ank no fun. I will say, <laughs> if it is your favorite movie, you are probably devoid of a personality. Yeah. Um, if you're listening at home and you just realized... Anchorman is my favorite movie. Take we, some mushrooms, stare in the mirror for about eight he, hours. <laughs> the the my joke answer would be Aladdin because he almost became royalty. Uh, he was one he was one magic carpet crash away from being Agrabah's weirdest king. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the best line in the entire show. It's is so that. funny. It's so good. Um, all right, Bailey, did you not pick Anchorman? I did not pick Anchorman. I know. I feel like I immediately lose. Yeah, I did pick Anchorman too. No, okay. So I think that Greg has this propensity to accidentally get things right, like to have sort of the wrong intentions, but like end up in the right place anyway. Uh, And so I picked Lost in Translation because I think he probably loves Bill Murray. I think he thinks Scarlett Johansson is really hot, and I bet he really wants to visit Tokyo, and then that's probably his favorite movie. Sure. And it's a really good movie by accident. Damn, that is really... We did similar things, though. You think think Greg sort of swims out to the middle and goes... I, I got here. Yeah. This is perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. And then he stops. And it is perfectly fine. Yeah, it's like he finds these weird shortcuts by accident. Yeah. That is a good pick. All right, moving on from, from Greg. Let's gonna... never forget his introduction to the show, which is just the char- <laughs> character with puke streaming out of tie balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. It, uh, some time goes by and I go, I forget that Greg starts with just mm-hmm. full outfit and vomit yeah, yeah. cascading. Like yeah. a torrent, like yeah. a stream, like an <laughs> like open, yeah, like an open tunnel yeah. of vomit just coming out of the eyeballs of this character. Um, all right, next for anyone eating Tom right now, Tom Wamsgans. 
Wamsgans. Wamsgans. Wamsgans. Yeah. Tom Wamsgans. Tom Wamsgans sounds like how his family would say it. (laughs) And Wamsgans sounds like he tells people in New York it's pronounced. I lived in Minneapolis for one year. This is Timmy Whammy Ganny. (laughs) It's such a Midwest name. Wamsgans. Oh my god. Perfect. Oh my god. Perfect. Um. Okay. What did you? Well, Diego, we'll go with you first on this one. You're great. You're 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 picked for Tom here. So who I would say if I'm if you pulled everyone who watches Succession, who their favorite character is, I think Tom will come out on top. Tom, wow, you think so? I love. I think Tom Tom will come out on top. Then I think Kendall. People. So I got in a fight with. I got in a fist fight with uh, uh, my cat. No, uh, I I got in (laughs) an argument with uh, two friends of mine because they insist that Kendall is a sympathetic character. Which I don't see. Anytime I feel sympathy, and we've talked about this watching it, I feel sympathy for Kendall. I go, where is kids? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they are not in the show. Also, anytime, because he is an underdog so much, but anytime that he gets anything, he immediately abuses his power, and he's a yes. He's an underdog right who named his kid after Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, there are no underdogs in this show. No. They're no, good. Like, comparative. Really. Un- sure, is the, per- like, everyone's at the top. Yeah. All, um, we're all rooting this for is like, Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> is this is like who are the biggest underdogs in the royal family? Harry. Yeah. Like that's this is not a situation. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's go here with Tom, Tommy Whammy Ganny. So uh, the answer I'm going with is love, actually, which yeah. might come from the show. I do look, folks. Look, folks. You're gonna come here to Hollywood. You're <laughs> gonna try to make it. Which cameras? Which one's mine? Oh, those are fake. Okay, great. Oh, okay. You gotta do your research. All right. You gotta do your work. I hopped on, <laughs> as I do every day, the Succession Wikia for every single character. Oh, fandom.succession.com? <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has listed on there that Tom's favorite film is Love Actually, which made me- like, I could see him mentioning that. I did. I started scrolling through too many episodes to try to track <laughs> down this actual bit of information. I don't know if that's true, but the second you say it out loud, you realize it makes of, total sense. Of course. In it is. what world has he not done the cue card thing? Uh, or for um, Shiv? imagined doing it like yeah. that mm-hmm. would be the thing that would yeah. win her mm-hmm. back. Yeah. So love actually. You said you don't love me. Falls. I really think you meant it. Falls. Yeah. I'm going with your dad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, I like that pick. Whether or not you came up with it, I think it's good. <laughs> and that's a very succession move to know there is a correct answer. Yeah, it's a play. All right. You did a yeah. play. Thank you. You have Thanks, some folks. leverage here, Greg. You want to whisk? <laughs> you want to rum and coke at eight thirty in the morning? I'm here to win. <laughs> um, I picked the correct answer for Tom, which is. Pride and Prejudice. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Man, these are playing on multiple levels. Uh, well, yeah. Which uh, I what is the name? What's his name? The actor who plays Tom. Mom Tam's Gammon. Matthew McFadgen, I believe. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he plays Mr. Darcy in the movie Pride Mm -hmm. and Prejudice, but I think it also like really applies to his role in the Roy family. Like, if he's like Lizzie, you know what I mean? Trying to enter this place that he has really no business and like no pedigree to be a part of. Such a category I am in third place in. (laughs) This one I felt, this is the one I felt the best about and I'm clearly going to get last. Um, Okay, I went with D2, (laughs) the Mighty Ducks sequel. Uh, I'm thinking this man's from Minnesota. Talk me through this I'm thinking this man's from Minnesota and this movie came out when he would have been on the older side of of the age to see it, which I would consider when Tom probably consumes content. Mm. Um, But he went with D2 and not D original. D2 has them leaving for the bigger city to be involved with an international competition. I believe D2 is where they they realize they're too big for Minnesota. Right, they go to the Child Olympics. And so they go to the (laughs) Child Olympics. That's right. Uh, D3 is where they go to college. Almost, what I think is so cr- these kids are good enough to play in the child Olympics but not start none of them are good enough to one of them's good enough to start at like a small college. <laughs> no no you were just in the child Olympics last month. So this is D2 they go to the child Olympics and they beat down all of the other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, they and start the, with the Trinidad Icelandic and team yeah, is yeah, a big yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and they start with Trinidad and Tobago. That's right. That is insane. <laughs> is this uh, we're becoming a D2 podcast right, right, yeah, right now, correct? We're called D also. Okay, great. Um, D as well. <laughs> This is D to D. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I really thought, I was like Fargo, two on the nose, and I think that he might be like, that's not an accurate representation. You know, because he hates right. like the right, right, right. summation and generalization of people. But then also, I just am like D2, that he probably loves hockey. I love the Midwest they representation. Le- they leave. I love he, it. They go to a bigger place. They get involved. I think he loves Keenan. Right. Mm-hmm. And he learns to shoot a knuckle puck. 
And I think I just I feel like D two. <laughs> I think D two is the best one, and I think it's probably his. Um, great answer, Kyle. All right, and great answer with sense of sensibility. I think I think that's a great answer. Well. Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> what did I say? It's okay. Yours was the, the other Jane too. Austen one. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> the other one. Sorry, sorry, ladies. Great, and, and great we don't. Pick, great we don't. Pick. We didn't. We don't read those books. Great pick right? with dude. Where's my car? As well. We Bailey. don't read them. <laughs> all right. Now moving on, Bailey. You will lead us off with Willa Ferreira. That's okay. how you say it. All right. I think. <laughs> I don't know. All right, I think Willa's favorite movie is uh, is Rent. Is, is incredible, Rent. incredible pick. <laughs> oh. Because she's so willing to do. Willa-ing. She's willing to do whatever it takes to make it in New York, including being a sex worker, <laughs> including, uh, <laughs> including yeah, yeah. Mar- but then accidentally, like you know. Marrying one of the richest people alive, trying to she loves theater. I don't know. Sorry. How funny would that be if that was one of the character plots in Rent? It's like has AIDS, just accidentally marries too rich of a guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert for for Rent. Yeah. Sorry for spoiling Rent. Um, You know, in the eighties, that movie was called Lease. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good pick. It's an incredible pick. Thank you, Willa. I had the most fun choosing. Mm. I was like, this is someone who I think has, one of the few characters out of the choice I think has seen more than five movies. Yeah. Um, I think she spends a lot of time with I went with, yes, and I tried to find what would be, because I think Willa is probably 30. Yeah, probably around there, yeah. I would say she was a very young, theater-obsessed student born around 1990. Mm -hmm. I picked Shakespeare in Love. I think Shakespeare in Love is a very, very successful theater screenwriter loving movie that is a little bit like how Willa is where actually not as well executed as everyone thinks. Mm. Right. Her play was terrible apparently. Right. But making something Sand. is great. Shakespeare in Love <laughs> notoriously one of the most famous least beloved Oscar best picture winners of all time. Hmm. Really? People and don't like that film. I think that there were other things. Saving Private Ryan was nominated gotcha. for Best Picture That was one year. of those years where it was just like a, um, a million. Which is another reason okay. Logan never liked Willa. Because uh, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan beat. I, pick, I just picked Shakespeare in Love. I think it's like a classic, not first thought, cool to talk about at like the library, the bar that's in the East Village or something like that um, with, with like other theater people. Uh I think she's like very into the screenwriting aspect of things. So I went like that kind of like in her world. Mm. I really like that we bo- we all concentrated on sort of Willa is the only like envoy to the arts community. Yeah, yeah. none of us of picks yeah. ex machina. Yeah. <laughs> but she's also like, you know, a moron. She's like the, <laughs> yeah. she's one of the dumber characters on the show. <laughs> uh, I I I stuck to the I I stuck to the sort of the theme of of Theater and arts. I went with Anna and the King of Siam. This is uh, this is a, it's the same story as the King and I, and it's largely based on the fact that Sands Willa's failed Broadway musical, I believe, musical play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with uh, 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 ten million dollars in sand. Yeah, yeah. It's a. <laughs> it's it's sort of in in the details in the background, but it is a play about a woman who marries a rich king and then is forced to live in a desert that she hates and wants to escape wow. all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, which, which made me think of The King and I. Uh, the King and I is great. I think Anna and the King of Siam is a little, slightly more serious version of that film. It's slightly more, uh, I, I can find I, I can find myself watching, I, I can see Willa watching that movie and being like, mm-hmm. this is me. I'm trapped right. here and I have to yeah. make the best of a bad situation. Right. I like that none of us just went with like a Disney movie, you know. Kind of, yeah. She's she's like too mature and theatrical and eh, for that sort of thing. I think well, she I takes also, herself too seriously. I also, she does. I also wrote down Pretty Woman for what it's worth. Okay. Why yeah. did you come to that conclusion? <laughs> <laughs> I just think she's a huge Julia Roberts fan. Um, I think she's very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. She loves Richard Gere. I think those are good. <laughs> like we all do. Um, I think those are all very good picks. All right, Connor Roy. Now we're getting into the Roy's. <laughs> oh, now baby. we're getting into the Roy's. Yes. This will probably be when a break happened. Who knows? I'll go for Is it? Yeah, it's my turn. Yeah. All right. This is the one I feel the most confident about. Connor Roy's favorite movie is Idiocracy. 
Because Conroy thinks everything's going to hell, the country's going to shit, everyone's stupid now, and everything used to be smarter, and a normal guy can fix it all. I think he watches Idiocracy. Idiocracy. I think he just saw it. And I think <laughs> someone told him to see it, probably a, a con head told him to see it. And he's like, "Have you got, this is basically a documentary. At this point, this is basically a documentary. This thing is, ba- he has no idea what King of the Hill is. He has no idea about any like thing tangential or involved in what it is or who made this. Mike Judge, he thinks is probably literally a lawyer. He has no <laughs> idea. But Idiocracy, Idiocracy, he doesn't understand what his place would be in the movie. He thinks he's Luke Wilson in the movie, sure. the smartest person who did everyone else, you know, who doesn't, who's getting across everyone's stupid now. Mike Judge uh, plays for the Yankees, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a joke for the six people out there. That, no, we got a lot uh, okay. of overlap with Yankees fans and never seen <laughs> yeah. fans. A lot of people still watching baseball? Yeah. There I are people who that. haven't seen Yogi Bear. I love that answer. Yeah. I love that answer. Uh, yeah, that's good. Great answer. <laughs> we'll get a Family Feud sound effect in here. <laughs> what was the other one? Oh. Oh. Yeah, just a whole soundboard of a collage of. I yeah. think that's a good idea. Do you, <laughs> mind, do you mind if I go with my with my Connor pick? Yeah, yeah. Great. Right. I think Connor would say his favorite film is Mr. Smith Goes to Washington for a lot of the same reasons you said. I think he sees himself as a man of the people, a man of action. I think he would largely say... Uh, the country's going in the wrong direction and we need a sort of average Joe type to wow. sweep into Washington. Yeah. And I think his actual favorite movie is uh, the 2016 Mark Wahlberg Boston bombing film Patriot's Day. <laughs> and it, I think he, there's the one he does for interviews yeah, yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah, the one yeah. he puts on at 11 o'clock. He likes that yeah. movie 1217, the yeah. movie that uh, uh, Clint Eastwood made where he cast the actual American oh soldiers on the train. Yeah. Okay, so which one are we going to land on there? That you going, Mr. Smith goes to Washington? Oh, no, Patriot's Day. Ab- Patriot's absolutely. Day? Okay. All right. That's what that. Connor actually watches. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I picked National Treasure Great. For, for Connor's favorite Great. movie. Uh, I think that is the level of seriousness and fervor he would bring to his presidency. <laughs> that um, is almost a documentary for po- political like yeah. insights for him. I think yeah. he, he thinks like none of that is like... Like, he knows it's fun and it's a joke. But I think if he really needed to steal the Declaration of Independence, he believes that he would have the means to do that. <laughs> I could see that the the National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets being why he wanted to be president so he could read that book. Yes. That the president's <laughs> I do. I yeah. do think I can, I can imagine Connor Roy being, like, at moments, like, there probably is something written on the back of the right. He loves uh, the artifacts. Declaration right? of Independence. Yeah, he does. He does. Oh, yeah. oh my god, he has Napoleon's dick. We all missed the Napoleon yeah, thing. Yeah, he like. Yeah. I think we all missed the, the Napoleon yeah. thing. <laughs> the Napoleon. Um, the bone. Damn, that is a very very good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh sure, it's funny when Diego does it just because they're better. <laughs> just because it's way which one's my camera? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. Con- Connor, I feel like was the most fun one for the thought. It was a gr- that, yeah. was, that was a really yeah, yeah. Fun exercise. The rest of them, I felt sad. Uh, all right, Diego, you're up first. This is with Roman Roy. Thank you for letting me go first on this mm-hmm. one. I've got two answers. They're they're equally good. So I, I'm nominated. <laughs> Whether or not that's good or not, we don't know. But they are equally right. good. Uh, my re- the real answer I went with is a film called Igby Goes Down, which stars Kieran Culkin as a sort of uh, mis- mischievous, younger version of himself. He's horny. He's smart. He hates his family. He's unhappy. He's a little miserable. Mm-hmm. And I could see Roman at like 18 years old seeing that film and identifying with that character. Also, Kieran Culkin is actually in it, so it's got a duality. Slash, second option here, Home Alone, okay? Mm-hmm. I think Roman is so divorced from the, oh, oh. Did we all? (laughs) I think Roman is so divorced from the normal American experience. He thinks a movie like Home Alone. He wants to watch a poor kid at Home Alone. Yes. And it's a kid in like a $6 million house. He wants to see someone enjoy the the idea of Christmas. Like something (laughs) that you could be He can't fathom a kid who looks anything like him getting a soda. And... (laughs) Kieran Culkin is also in Home Alone. Alone. He's the burper. I picked Home Alone also for all of these reasons and more. 
Uh, one time I made the Roy family on The Sims, but I made I made uh like when they're really little, and I made. <laughs> you say one time. This was not that long ago. This was weeks ago. <laughs> I made. Um... <laughs> Can I just tell you? I'm just picturing Logan swearing at everyone in Simlish, just like he does. He doesn't. He did. But like something, something so beautiful happened. Which okay, so I made them all kind of like young. Like I made I made Connor like a like a teen. I made the kids like kids, and then. I made uh uh fuck uh Roman. I made him a toddler, and my game glitched. And so when Roman was in a high chair, like just no one paid attention to him. <laughs> like no one got him out of the high chair for like days and days. He was <laughs> the dog in the cage. Yes, yes. I feel like we're burying the the premise here. You actually did all of this. Yes, yes. I would never You're lie. About I would session? never. <laughs> I would never come on here and lie about doing that. I did. I fully did that. <laughs> that truly would be the most. <laughs> thank you for respecting the most self-deprecating lie of all time. I came on here to impress everyone, so I lied about how I used yeah. The Sims to recreate a fake family. <laughs> so really he just sat in the high chair alone and just like cried. Yeah, I put it. I hired a nanny. I went that far. I like. Jerry? I like. It wasn't even. I who knows? They didn't show up. I pressed like <laughs> like triple time. <laughs> I pressed triple time. No one came and got him out of a high chair for days. I had to like, it was a nightmare. Anyway, the game finally. Folks, you get invited to go on these shows and you end up (laughs) revealing things about yourself that you, in real life, you'd never say out loud to a human being. No, no, no. I just want you guys to think I'm really cool and know a lot about movies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, I'm not in this ballpark with Roman Roy. I think that he quietly likes mainstream things. Okay. I think sure. that I think his favorite movie is Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. I think it is yeah, a movie a that is about choice. daddy yeah. issues for sure. Completely. Yep. I think he literally in the second one fights his dad who is a planet named Ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I think he might like the movie where yeah. he has to escape his father, the planet named yeah. Ego. I think that's great. That's so good. Um, I and know that ri- way he can. I know writers that use subtext, and they're all cowards. Yeah. <laughs> and that way, uh, and then once he defeats his dad, the planet named Ego, he is allowed to enjoy Dairy Queen again, um, <laughs> as well as be friends with a bunch of riffraff. I believe he. He was like, eh, the raccoon's cute. You know what I mean? He likes things yeah. for that base yeah. of a level as well. Where he's like, there, he, he would cry. A long and in, I think the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy are the best Marvel things. If you are taking them independently, if you look at like Endgame, this is some huge thing. But if you're looking at like what Captain America or Guardians of the Galaxy are great, I think the third one's going to be great as well. Anyways, I think he really <laughs> likes these because the characters are funny and he doesn't know why he's connected deeply to it, which is like every fucking thing in his life. It's Even his dad's like, why do you like Guardians of the Galaxy? You're like, I don't know, I fucking like it. I fucking, yeah. I don't know, Dad. Come. And he would go to the AMC 16 where you don't why have to sit so normally. Why is it so yeah, good? Because yeah. I'm a sniveling coward in real life <laughs> practicing for a long time. Um, okay. So I, but I think we ended up in the same place. We all g- landed yeah. on this yeah, this yeah. longing for normalcy. Where's yeah. Dad? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up, uh, Shivroy. Bailey, you're first here. I had the hardest time picking shivs. I like really, I was like, okay, well, I think it may be something that she would have watched with Logan and pretended to like. Um, And now just like enjoys because of time spent together. Right, right. But I ended up picking 10 Things I Hate About You because I think there's some (laughs) aspects. It's incredible. incredible. Okay, okay, good. I I think there's like some aspects of, uh, you know, just like this, this mean sort of like, uh, the cat character, I, I, yeah, I could see her like really resonating with that. And, hard like, exterior, okay. hard exterior, soft insides. I think Shiv has like a lot of, uh, yeah, she's like a crab. I think she has very like soft insides, but like very tough. Is that I how- think that's a fetus you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she has that soft, buttery, edible inside. <laughs> I think Shiv's favorite movie is that one scene from Blonde where oh. <laughs> Marilyn has an abortion. <laughs> Um. Anyway, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I, uh, Ten things I hate about you. I don't think she has a soft inside. I think she has less of a soft inside than her brother. I think her favorite movie is Gone Girl. I almost went. With Gone I Girl. think she watches Gone Girl, Gone Girl and she's Girl. like, "Fucking, that's a good plan." I. She's like, I think I don't. I th- I think she definitely sees the victimization in Gone Girl, 
and I uh, I think that she just really likes it, and I think it's a good fantasy movie mm. for people who uh, don't feel properly involved in relationships they have. Um, and plus, I would love to see her do to that weird guy she used to work with uh, what happened oh, to Neil Nate? Patrick Harris yeah. in that movie. Mm. I really need Nate to get girl, gone girl Neil Patrick Harris to <laughs> yes. real bad, because yes. Nate may be my least favorite character in the show. Why um, is Nate ever there? <laughs> so I went with Gone Girl. It felt That was a little bit of first thought for me, but then I tried a little bit more, and I just really think I could see her watching it bits at a time on her phone in between things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 yes. I had a hard time with this one for the same reason that Bailey sort of talked. I think that we're all sort of a little bit Stuck with Shiv's character because I, I don't see her as being the kind of person who would value watching movies. Yeah. So I, I picked two movies that I are just like things that smart people would say they like. Mm-hmm. But that almost like, could have applied to every character. Yeah. I went with that 2017 Howard's End, which Matthew okay. McFadden is also in. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I I do think it, they it, all secretly watch movies that Tom has starred in. <laughs> well, I, think, I think this guy has just been in a bunch of movies that were yeah. like just coming just around. Just like to the his idea career. that Roman subconsciously loves a movie with someone who looks like his brother in it. Well, it's another one of these like Jane Austen esque sort of you know women seeking sort of uh, agency and a higher place for themselves and being at at odds with the world around them and with the patriarchal figures in their lives. Uh, but I also wrote. Uh, Daughters of the Dust, which is a 1991 independent film. And Logan's nickname, The Dust. <laughs> <laughs> at least at this point. Uh, well, I don't know anything about it. It just seemed like a really hoity-toity film. <laughs> I think I nominated for a cover a couple Academy Just awards. something that she would say to like gain social points yeah, She would She would watch the, the kinds of movies that I could never that be That is what's interesting yeah. about like this show in particular as a thought experiment is none of these characters would be honest with anyone else about what they like. That's yeah. correct. Because they would only 100%. be saying things to further their position. Yeah. So they might all say Wall Street. Or they right. might like all say Fight Club or right. something, you know what I mean? But in reality, you're like, Isn't I also feel like this season is Shiv's kind of season to like become fully formed, you know what I mean? I, yeah. f- I think that like we're still seeing aspects of her personality that we haven't seen before. I think, I don't think she ever like thought she would get, I don't think she would a ever crab. thought she would get completely knocked down. I think she oh, thought she yeah. could just ascend and ascend and ascend yeah. without climbing the stairs in the building. She like yeah. ascended the side of the building and then got up there and fell well, down. Well, she went into politics instead of getting to business. Like, right, it, she it, went that, down a different street to get to, yeah. That Roy sense of competition is in her, but she And even amongst her siblings, her older brother was interested in politics from a very young age. <laughs> that's a very funny joke. That's a very funny joke. That's a deep pull. <laughs> Um, okay, moving on. We got Dos Moss, Kendall Roy. Here we go, baby. <laughs> Kendall Roy, I'm the least confident about my actual pick and the most confident about my joke pick. <laughs> and it's my I, wonder... I really think I'm first, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I picked Kendall's favorite movie is Inception. Oh, sure. Kendall is not as smart as Kendall thinks, but he is pretty smart and like understands. But he would understand the depth and the plot to Inception, but not that it's a daddy movie. And that this whole guy's thing is to, we have to impl- implant an idea. What's that guy's name? Uh, Leonardo Murphy, DiCaprio. Murphy, <laughs> what's his first name? Killian. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Where they have to, impl- he's who they have to incept. Yes. And it's because his dad mm. won't give him the company. So the, literally this movie's about getting the idea in a guy's head to get a company from his dad. Mm-hmm. And but I, he would watch this and be like, not once again, not fully understand why he relates to it so much. And he would think he's Leonardo DiCaprio, but he's not. He's sleepy Killian. Mm. Kendall at times has that Elon Musk energy of yeah. like I could imagine him leaving Inception and then forcing people to like st- have to see hang it. out at him with a diner to be like, so do you think it was a dream I at the end? I think he might think Inception <laughs> is a small. Yeah, I think yeah. he also might think it's like an indie movie <laughs> that he's a, seen. Do you know what I mean? Like he very might be underground, like, very flick. underground. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's real cutting edge. It's like an avant-garde so, experience. Uh, <laughs> I, I landed on Inception for what I think his favorite movie is. My joke pick is Borat. But he doesn't know who Sasha Baron Cohen is. <laughs> <laughs> so he loves Bora, and he's like, "You got to see this stupid journalist." <laughs> and that's it. He just like can't. He maybe he thinks it's a documentary, or maybe he thinks it's just following this guy. But he does not understand that it's a comedian. That's so funny. They're great picks. Yeah. They're great picks. I can't fault them. Can't All fault right. them. Diego. Yeah. I. I, I Similarly, feel confident with my joke pick and a little shaky with my real pick. Mm-hmm. 
my real pick is F F is for Fake, uh, which is an Orson Welles film essay, which I just saw a few weeks ago. This ties thematically. I think we've mentioned this to what I think lo- my pick for Logan is going to be. We might be. have the same. We might pick all have for the same. I think Logan we all have pick. the same Logan. <laughs> yeah. Pick. I I I, my, I don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> F is for Fake is a really fascinating film about this guy who is an art forger and a. Uh, it's a sort of a documentary, but an art forger, a, uh, the man who wrote his biography, who was a liar, who got caught lying about other biographies he was writing about, and then Orson Welles doing sort of an edit editing tap dance on top of it about how all all of this is sort of fakery. All of art and all of Hollywood, mm. everything is sort mm-hmm. of uh, bullshit. And I do, you know, I, I recall in that first episode of season four, that scene where Logan is talking about how like everything is just a market, you know? There's a, a marriage market, there's, a, every everything is just money to him. I can imagine Kendall being someone who really believes it's all kind of fake. It's all just sort of who pushes their personality. That that that's what he's learned from he's his He's like uh, he won't admit that he very much buys into the idea of manifestation. Because that's too that's because too commonplace. That's, that's, right. That's, and the, manifestation is like too non-scientific and literal of a term. Yeah. But that's what he believes. But if you if you put some like it's not manifestation, house, you just push the right things in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, if you put if you put a shiny veneer on top of it mm-hmm. and you make it difficult to understand, then that that's sort of more his philosophy. The joke answer I went with is uh Alejandro Jodorowsky's Holy Mountain because I think he probably just got classic high classic joke movie we all I think about. he just got high <laughs> and watched it and probably has spent the rest of his life like trying to convince other people like oh you gotta see this movie man yeah. you gotta see this movie yeah. and just like the rest of us he doesn't really understand okay. anything about it alright Bailey like... where'd you land with K-Roy uh, K to the R-O-Y I think like what a perfect tee up I think his favorite movie is 8 Mile <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh. Yeah. Ask, uh, I Aristotle, like I... have you seen Succession? Oh boy. Oh. Then we're even doing better than you oh. think. Aristotle, what do you think this show is about? After, <laughs> after being here for forty-five minutes. <laughs> All right. I could. See, Eight Mile is great. Yeah. Eight Mile I, I think is it's great. sincerely his favorite movie. I think it you impacted kn- him greatly. Oh, fuck. You know he tees up that last scene. Yeah. And watches it vertically on his phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and does this mm-hmm. in front of a. In front of a mirror. Everybody in the way, Star Roy, throw your hands up in the air with Kendall Roy. <laughs> um, I think that's very good. All right. Diego, it's to you to start with our final one here. This the big man. Should we all just say it on Logan three? Roy. Can I do my runner-ups? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My runner-ups, one was There Will Be Blood, which feels very on the nose. Yeah. Another is... Fitzcarraldo. I thought there will be blood, and then thought he would have criticisms for Daniel's uh, uh, methods, where he was like, "Well, you don't have to talk; you have to convince them they came up with the idea." Like he yeah. would like he'd be like he's duping Paul Daniel's family in an inefficient manner, but he'd engage with it. Yes, the way he wouldn't with like any other. He would have turned it off. Fitzcarraldo <laughs> is a is a is a movie about a man trying to get a boat over a mountain and mm. killing a whole bunch of people in the process of doing that, which oh seems very yeah. much like a yeah yeah yeah. A, That's Roy S. A Logan more like the do. means don't matter to the end type yeah. of person. But there's a lot of uh, no no real people involved in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, uh, he loves them, but they're not serious people. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think I think the answer for me is Citizen Kane. It came is, out when he was like five, and a, they probably saw it and was like, "Yes." A piece of classic Americana, yeah, a, ma- a, a cinematic masterpiece. Uh, Orson Welles at the height of his powers. It's perfect for someone who thinks everything has gotten worse every year since they've done something good, and that, yeah. and it's their responsibility, right? As yeah. opposed to Connor, who I think thinks of it like. It's his destiny. Like it's a fun trip. It's a fun adventure I get sure. to go on. I I always got the uh, feeling that Logan thinks it's his responsibility to guide people to what they want because they're too stupid to get it for for themselves. Mm. Yeah, I also I also pick Citizen Kane. Hell yeah. Uh, and the tie back to my pick for Frank's film, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's a a warehouse shot at the very end of Raiders of the Lost Ark that's supposed to be an homage to Citizen Kane. And I think that Frank and Logan are kind of tied in that way, but Frank much less serious. Obverse sides of the same coin. Yeah. So I I wrote Citizen Kane down initially, but I changed it to the 1943 introduction to Lassie. Lassie goes home. <laughs> Pick, Logan is four years old. 
He watches Lassie Goes Home, and a movie he's about a family who's so poor that they have to sell their dog to a Scottish duke. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. But then no, even though uh, they're so poor, they, they can't have their dog, the dog finds a way to come home. Aww. I think that he... I think and if, that dog's name, Waste and that, dog. Do- and that dog's name, <laughs> Logan's dead sister. Um, <laughs> remember the sister they only mentioned yeah, like it, twice. Yeah. Honestly, whatever she liked is Ro- probably Ro- his actual favorite movie. Yeah. Rosebud. I don't. Th- oh, I think Ro- I say yeah, Rosebud. Rose. His- <laughs> Rosebud. Yeah. I think his Rosebud is this Lassie movie. Mm. Aww. Because I think it's like a his youth. You could see he was so afraid of feeling anything when he went back to like visit where he grew up. Mm-hmm. And so I just picture him. He's four. He's broke. You watch a movie about being super poor and having to get rid of your dog, and and he's just like, I gotta leave here. I think that he probably Citizen Kane is probably what shows up in his obituary, and I think Citizen Absolutely. Kane is probably what shows up everywhere mm-hmm. you you Google him. But I think it's Lassie goes home. <laughs> it also fit the timeline perfectly. He's a four year old. And as yeah. Bailey pointed out, he is Scottish. Yes, yeah, yeah. just like Lassie he goes to a Scottish yeah. duke, a place he hates. Damn, um, that's great. Yeah. Or Citizen Kane. Yeah, or Citizen Kane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, this has been Character Study, dropping here on the Never Seen It feed. Thank you both very much for being here. Yeah. Uh, You know, we'll post some things and see who wins. I think we'll post, like, which of these do you think, and then do, like, a score. What do do we get when we win? You get to host the next episode. If I win. You host the next episode of Character Study. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. That's it for character study for myself, Bailey Norton, Diego McCafferty. Thank you very much. We were produced by Aristotle Acevedo here in the uh, Never Seen It Studios. That's fun to say in North Hollywood, California. Uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Find us online at Never Seen It Show on Instagram and Twitter. Myself at Kyle Ayers on Instagram and Twitter. And Kyle Ayers things on TikTok. And, you know, we're out of here. I appreciate y'all. Once again, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash never seen it. Check out my merch store at kyleayers.com. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this. I'm excited. You're listening to Character Study. I've never seen it.